friends, this is Events Demystified Rabbi Tritan Events and I'm your host Anka. On today's episode, we will cover all things marketing portray shows with an event professional passionate about marketing and as an independent marketing consultant, he's also worked with companies helping them improve the effectiveness of their marketing messages and materials leading to increased results. His name is Jim Sarmark. He's also the host of the Trade Show University. And according to his own words, he loves trade shows and he gets a little overly excited about them and talking about them. He wants companies to stop settling for average or below average results. He wants companies to win and get excited about trade shows again. And in his spare times, he loves to write. Apparently, he has authored and co-authored three different books. And I find Jim fascinating and I can't wait to have conversation with him. So without further ado, let's welcome Jim in. Jim, welcome to the show. I am so excited and so glad that you're here. Can't wait to have a conversation with you about trade shows. Oh my gosh. Anytime I have an opportunity to talk about trade shows and events, I it's the best thing ever. It's the best thing ever. So thank you so much. Honored to be on, on your uh, podcast today. So excited that you were able to make time. And before we dive into the meat of our conversation, let's give our audience, in your own words, some background on why do you feel so passionate about these shows? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, just a long history with them. But I remember it started off on the right foot because the very first trade show I ever went to was the Philadelphia Candy Show. And so I was immersed in candy for an entire day. <laughs> and it Robbie, was, that was the secret right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And everyone is so excited to be there and share their new candy and, and have people try their products and taste and, and all that. And so I I got just wrapped up in all that excitement. And then my next show, I switched companies. My next show was a manufacturing show and not near as exciting, you would think, but people at the event were equally excited to be there and to share and to talk about their products and services. I'm like, wait, there's something here. I, and I was excited too. And then I realized, wow, there's so much you could do it at these shows. It's not just finding out about new products and services, but you find out what's going on in the industry and you see what is happening with your competitors because typically if you're exhibiting, your competitors are probably also there exhibiting too. So you get to kind of spy on them in a very good way. You get to go up close and personal and see their booth and their literature. And, and you can even talk with them. I find people are trying to be sneaky. It's like, I like just going right up to people and say, Hey, I'm from ABC company and I know we're competitors, but I've just wanted to introduce myself and just see what you're doing. And Hey, stop by our booth later, but you get some great information. Where else can you see hundreds or maybe even thousands of your potential target audience walk right in front of your face and have great one-on-one -on -one conversations with. It just doesn't happen every day. So that's why I get excited about trade shows. I love it. Well, since the pandemic, most, if not all trade shows have been canceled or pivoted to a virtual. And one of the biggest challenges that brands uh, have had is to find ways to engage with potential clients and potential customers during those virtual events and virtual conferences and trade shows and webinars. So the biggest question truly is what is the future of trade shows moving past this pandemic? 
Wow, it's a great question. Great question. And uh, well, we're seeing a lot of activity right now as we're as things are opening up as we speak right now. A lot of states are opening up, a lot of event centers are starting to open back up. And you're seeing, especially in the second half of uh, 2021, companies and associations starting to, I don't want to say take a risk, but they're starting to book those live events again. And there's still who knows what's going to happen. Is are they going to be well attended? Are they going to be a total ghost town? We really don't know, but all the leading indicators say that they're going to be very well attended. There seems to be a very high pent up demand, but for attendees to actually come Mm -hmm. back. So it's a lot of excitement there, but we know that the virtual aspects are not going away because there's a lot of associations and show producers that had tremendous success using virtual platforms, using hybrid platforms as they kind of put their toe in the water. And maybe they had a a thousand people attend, you know, just to pick a number out of the sky, maybe they had a thousand people attend at their regular live events and they they put on a virtual event and got 2,000 people. And all of a sudden they're going, wait a minute, <laughs> our audience doubled just like that. Well, you you gave people a low barrier of entry. You know, they didn't have to travel. They didn't have all the costs of hotels and airline tickets and all that. And they could just stay in their safe environment and log in, interact and go to the, the keynote speeches and see exhibitors and all the wonderful things that we do at events. Uh, so I think that they're now seeing, well, I don't want to lose that to that. that extra thousand people that I might doubled my audience. I don't want to lose that. So how do I do that? And I think the answer is in the hybrid event. And uh, that's all brand new. And it's, it's a lot more complex than just turning out a video camera and showing people what your event looks like is a lot more to it. So that's where I, I see the future is eventually going to be every event will probably have some sort of hybrid component to it. And uh, we're seeing a lot of excitement towards those live events again. Absolutely. And you're right. I mean, the future, you know, keeps saying that it's hybrid and that might look differently from an organizer's viewpoint based on their audience, based on their KPIs. However, I think it's something very important to keep in mind, especially of that reach that you just mentioned of. And you have to figure out a way to cater now to an audience that might not feel yet comfortable to join your in-person event, your in-person trade show as much as they would love to. They might not be in that place yet of safety, perceiving what's safe or not for them. So from all the experience that you've had, what does it take to put on a successful trade show? What are some important steps to plan your exhibit? Because we have to cater to two different audiences and make sure that virtual aspect is not forgotten from the in-person. But the overall planning strategy stays the same and the considerations stay the same. So the question is, what are those important steps that need to be taken into account when you're thinking of planning this successful exhibit? Wow, that's a great question. And I wish there was a super easy answer. There's not, but that's okay. And we're all going to figure this out as we go. But the first thing is understanding that your live audience, if you're at a hybrid event, that means you've got a live audience, you're face to face with someone in person, and you have to know how to interact with that person. But you also have this virtual audience. First of all, I would say you need to have separate staffing to make sure that your virtual audience is well attended to, that you are engaging with them that you are reaching out to them, you're answering their questions, and you're not splitting your time between live and virtual, but that you actually have people dedicated to answering the questions, to engaging those people. And the second thing is, I would say, this is something you just said, is you need to know what what is the results that you want them to have? What you have to think about, put the end in mind. What is, when they leave your trade show booth, when they leave your exhibit, when they leave your event, what do you want them to leave with? And I'm not just talking about, do you want them to leave with a, a flash? 
flashlight or a pen or something like that. That might be part of what you're doing, but also what materials do you want them to leave with? What is the ultimate goal for you? Do you want them to set an appointment for a demo or do you want them to have made a sale, you know, to have made a purchase while, you know, depending on obviously what industry you're in, you know, we talked about candy already. So a lot of those companies that are going, they're trying to write orders right there at the show. They're trying to, to complete transactions right there. So what is the ultimate for you? For you, it might be longer if you're a consulting company, if you sell high ticket items, really, really expensive items, obviously you're probably not going to be selling those right at the show. And you're not going to be writing consulting contracts right at the show because you need to get to know your audience. You need to get to talk with them about their need way more than you can do in a, a one or two minute conversation while they're at your booth. So you need to figure out what is that goal for you? What is the metric that's going to mean success for you in your event? And then say, okay, if I want to make a sale, then how do I get to that point? What do I need to do? What do I, what steps do I need to have them walk through? And this is something that I call the booth flow. Mm-hmm. And that is orchestrating the experience, the journey for when the, the second they arrive at your booth or your virtual booth or your virtual exhibit. And how do I step them through a journey with me where not only they get to experience my business and the products and services that I offer, but it's also on top of that, me getting the information or you as the exhibitor, getting the information from them that you want and need. So who is this person? What is their title? What is their decision-making capability? What industry do they serve? And are they in? So I want to capture all this information. And maybe you have a, a quick survey, maybe you have a poll, but you have to guide them step by step. So you have that initial question that's going to qualify them. And that's uh, one of the, the most frustrating things as an attendee, if I'm at a show and maybe I'm looking to make a purchase or I have uh, something in mind that I want to get this information from the show that I'm going through and I stop at a booth that I think might be someone I need to talk to, but immediately I know that it's not the right fit or I'm not qualified or it's not the product or service I thought it was, but they continue to talk and talk and talk and talk and try to sell me without ever qualifying me. So that's the first thing that I say when someone comes up to your booth, give them a quick question that will qualify them because you don't want to waste their time and you don't want to waste your time talking to someone who will never become a customer of yours. It's fine that they might want your flashlight or or you want to uh, maybe get them on your email list because maybe they're not a customer today, but maybe they could be down the road. So it's orchestrating that. So qualify them so that you have a good, meaningful conversation, capture their information. And if it's virtual or if it's hybrid, then you've probably already captured the information just by them clicking to enter into your booth. I love the data that we can capture and that we have access to that we've never had before. Thanks to this acceleration, we want to pick one major positive that has come out of this pandemic. It is the acceleration of data and what we can capture and how smart we can get about our customers and about Mm -hmm. the industry. And and then we can quickly pivot for that next event, that next show, or even on our follow-ups with more information than we ever had before. So really, really exciting uh, there. So qualify them, then get them in and then ask the next question. What's the next question that, that we need to find out? What are they looking for? And so that we can tailor our demonstration, tailor our communications, our talk, our conversations to get them the exact information that they need so that we're not wasting anybody's time. And then by the time we leave, what is the ultimate goal? Okay, I want to sell them. Then you've 
need to close that sale right then because you may not have that opportunity once they leave your booth, but maybe it's, I need to schedule an appointment. Then it, it's getting out your uh, appointment book or your calendar and scheduling that appointment right then and there and make sure that they understand what is the next step. I'm going to follow up with you next Monday. I'm going to send you a quick email to confirm our appointment for a week from Thursday so that when they leave, they're excited. They know what the next steps are and you've well orchestrated their journey at your booth. And that doesn't, you could have a, a booth of 20 people and you're, you maybe have them go to two or three or four different people, depending on what their needs are, but it could just be a single person booth, but you've got to orchestrate that journey. That's the key. Well, thank you, Jim, for giving us such a wonderful overview of what a boot flow is or should be. (laughs) Now, tell me, why is having a boot flow such a secret weapon that uh, trade show organizers need to take into account and take advantage of? a great term, secret weapon. It is a secret <laughs> weapon. It's not so secret. And and a lot of people that are listening might be thinking, yeah, that sounds that sounds like a great way to go about it. But in when I'm at shows, I always take the time to walk through and just observe different booths, big booths, little booths. And the one thing I've come to see is that most companies don't have a real solid plan on working a show. They, I would say the vast majority wait for someone to walk up and start asking them questions. And that's not the way to, to have great success. So if you have a structured plan in place that says, I am going to that next person that walks by, I'm going to ask them this question. And then I'm going to ask them this question as a follow-up and I'm going to get them into my booth flow. I'm going to get them into the orchestrated journey. Most businesses do not have that. And so they leave money on the table. They leave opportunities on the table by not having that. That's why it's, I call it a secret weapon because not many people do this. And if you can do it and think in advance and plan this out, you will have better results than you've ever experienced before. I guarantee that. I guarantee it. Before we move any further, I wanted to give a quick shout out to our main sponsor, Trifan Events, which is a boutique event planning and production agency that will come alongside you, offering personalized event planning and technical support, strategic event design, production and technology management, and flawless execution for live, virtual, and hybrid events. The team at Trifan Events is passionate about planning and producing event experiences that get people involved with true moments of interaction, engagement, and co-creation, while offering white glove treatment throughout the entire planning process, enabling you to reach your event goals with the use of creativity, production tools, and event technology. To find out how Trifun Events can plan and produce your event become memorable, go to trifunevents.com. Absolutely. And I love how passionate you are about this. <laughs> if you are a trade show organizer and you don't have your strategy down, let me just tell you that Jim is the go-to person and his podcast, Trade Show University, is basically where you learn all the things <laughs> that you need to know so that all the effort you're going to put into an event, it will pay out. And it's not going to just be something that you throw a lot of time, a lot of money at, but then it doesn't give you the return on investment that you were hoping it would. 
And moving into the next question, when we are planning and hosting and joining in-person trade shows, I've seen a lot of amazing booths that were set apart from other booths, right? Like you said, now, do you have any tips on how to set a virtual trade show booth apart from all the experience and the wealth of experience that you gather while joining all those in-person trade shows and seeing so many different booths? Absolutely. And this is really coming a long way in the last year. A year ago, think about the first uh, virtual events that I attended and they were, they were clunky. They were, people really didn't know what to do. They were just, they were making a best effort and that was great. You know, it was doing something. It was better than doing nothing, but we've come a long way. And now I just had the opportunity and honored to have been a judge for the virtual event awards for 2021 with, in conjunction with the uh, virtual events Institute. And some of the, the nominees that I saw were just outstanding. And what they did was they did so well. And this is something you could do on a big budget or small budget. A lot of these were big budget, but you could do even on a small budget is you've got to immerse. You've got to create an experience. And if you can use video to do that, and whether you have a manufacturing company, whether you have a service-based company, how can you use video or even audio to immerse somebody and immerse that attendee into your world? What can you do to bring them in so that they have that emotional attachment to what you do so they can feel the quality, they can feel the passion. I've uh, seen amazing high definition video of Mm -hmm. manufacturing processes that just make your eyes go, wow, that is amazing. I never thought that they went to that length to manufacture that product. Or you get high quality video of testimonials, customer testimonials of service-based businesses, or you see the end results, but get people to be immersed so that it's not just a screen that you're looking at because that we've all been zoomed out and we've all been sitting at a desk. And that's the tough part about being virtual, being hybrid versus being live because you've got the sights, the sounds, the smells, all the excitement. When you're immersed into an experience via video and conversation and using, and I would encourage everybody, write out some language that describes your product and service that is flowery. And it just is... <laughs> exciting gives gives people kind of goosebumps that say I want to do business with you because I'm you've made me so excited talk to your customers your best customers have them describe you have them describe what it is doing business with you and why do I love doing business with you and use some of their words in in your marketing language and have those scripts ready so that you can bring people through that ex- same experience that your best customers have told you why they love doing business with you so everyone uh, from a brand new person who's never heard heard of you before, they can get that that similar feel about what it's going to be like doing business with you. And I and so it's creating that immersion is so, so important. Don't just do the, hey, welcome. Do you have any questions? What can I show you? You know, don't don't be that. That's yeah. everybody else. Be different and yeah. immediately pull them in. Absolutely. Yeah. And you bring fantastic points there. And even this idea of immersing yourself in the story of like who you are and what yes. sets you apart. I mean, we all connect with storytelling. I was just uh, thinking of the reason 
reason why I'm interested in shows like How Stuff Works or Explained is not because I'm interested in some random topic. I've learned so much about different things that otherwise I would never even think about that I want to learn about just because it was explained in a storytelling type of way with video and with words that were specific to that particular topic. And I'm trying to remember what was one thing that was like just so random. I think it was something to do with some car mechanics. And I mean, that would be like the last thing on my mind that I'd be interested <laughs> in. But it was so fascinating. And then by the fact that they were using this storytelling way of delivering their content, their videos, it is, you know, Netflix, sure. It's like you expect amazing content, right, from Netflix. And that's why we binge watch Netflix and shows on Netflix, right? But that's the type of experience that now your audience is looking for because they're used yes. to that. So don't bore them with your presentation. And please, do not just create a PowerPoint slide <laughs> of what you do. That's one sure way of possibly alienated good amount of possible leads with death by PowerPoint or whatever you thought you were doing that worked 20 years ago. And now it must still be true, right? Don't do that. <laughs> right. Oh my gosh. And the storytelling, you've hit it the nail on the head. It's creating that story, immerse people into the story, get emotional about it, especially if you if you're the owner of the business, you are the person who created the event. Tell them why you created the event. Why are you so passionate about it? That's why I love that opening question that you asked me about. Why am I so passionate about what is it? Because I, and I told you the story about the candy show. And now that I'm thinking back, I'm like, wow, that's exactly what this is. It's, it's creating that story of your business. Every business has a story and you are unique. And if you think that you look like the rest of your competitors, then figure out why you're different and tell that and communicate that and use video use audio, use whatever method you can to set yourself apart from your competitors and you will win the, at these events. Absolutely. 100%. So I guess one last question before we come on time here, Jim, what are some elements of success or maybe best hacks for making sure that your trade show is produced and planned well? First of all is understand your audience. And the industry, you know, if it's an industry specific show, understand what has that industry gone through? And some industries through 2020 and 2021 first part have been hit really, really hard. So what are they looking for? What have they been through? So don't come at them the same way as when times were great. Reach down and understand and say, hey, I'm with you. We understand this has been tough. We're offering a special just for this industry because we know you've been through a lot. And so you connect with them so they know, oh yeah, they're on our level. They're on, they understand us. So understand, do your research, do your homework, everything about the industry and about your audience. So please do that. And that's the main thing. And then just gear everything you have, be as efficient as possible. People want short, quick answers. So one of the tips that I always give is sit down with your team and say, what are the top 20 questions that we get? When we go to these shows, write them out and script out the answers for every single one of those questions and make sure everyone has a list of all those and that they've memorized them so that when someone comes up and they ask a question, you have the answer right away. And so you're not going, oh, I think we need to talk to Bob over here or, you know, I'll get back to you on that. No, have the answer to all your questions. And then even if you get an oddball question that comes out of nowhere, you have your top 20 already that you know the answers to. So the oddball ones probably aren't too far 
far away can still answer those effectively. So be prepared, have scripts ready, and make sure you are there to engage. You're not there to ignore people as they walk by your booth in a live setting or just to ask those random nothing questions like, how you doing today? Or can I answer anything for you? People at these events, they don't know the right questions to ask. So you've got to be there ready to pull them in, immerse them, as we've said already, and make sure that you get them through their orchestrated journey. And you will have success. You will have success, but plan and do your homework. Be intentional about it. Couldn't agree more. And friends, if you want to learn more tips, great tips on how to plan successful trade show events and trade shows in general, you must check out Jim's website. And I'm going to put a little ticker here because this is where you can get your top 52 trade show tips. I don't know why 52. Why not 54, Jim? (laughs) One tip a week. One tip a week. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) But I have them all in one document. So you get them all at once. These are my favorite. These are ones you can just sprinkle them in or you can go all in. And some of them are specifically for virtual. Some are specifically for live events, but a whole bunch of them are good for either one or good for that hybrid setting. So get over there and these are going to move the needle for your business. I can guarantee that. 100%. 100%. And if yeah. that doesn't do it, then you must have a sit down with Jim because probably you need some extra <laughs> care and attention. And he's willing to give a 20 minute consultation fee to anyone that is uh, ready to reach out to him. And Jim, would you please tell our audience how they can get in touch with you? Absolutely. So if you want to send me an email, at jim at tradeshowu.biz. That's tradeshow, the letter U dot B-I-Z. Or you can hook me up on LinkedIn or on uh, Facebook. And I just started an Instagram. So (laughs) there as well. So I'll make sure that I has all the links to those. Or you can go to tradeshowu.biz slash mastery. And that's where you can sign up for the free 20 minute discovery call. And we can bounce around some ideas and absolutely free, no obligation. That's going to really, really significantly increase the results for your events. Well, Jim, that is fantastic. And friends, I will have those links in the show notes. So do not despair. They will come to you so you can get in touch with Jim and get all the tips and information you need to make sure that trade show that you're planning in 2021, 2022 is going to be successful. Jim, thank you so much for the tips that you shared today. It was my great pleasure to have you on and I look forward to staying in touch. And I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day, whatever the summer looks like for you. (laughs) I hope be rocks on. You just came from vacation. So probably you're like, yeah, yeah, that was great. But yeah. I already have my vacation. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. Just coming back from vacation. So I'm relaxed. I'm excited. Uh, it's going to be a great, it's gonna be a great mine. mine is coming up next week. So I'm oh, like, nice. I'm so ready to go. Let's wrap up this week as fast <laughs> as possible and lay on the beach for a while. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Thank you. It's been an absolute pleasure and it's an honor to uh, be on with you. Thank you so much. I appreciate you, Jim. Okay, friends, this is it for today's episode. Wasn't Jeeb amazing? And all those tips that he shared about trade shows and how to make sure that you are going to have a successful exhibit, either virtual, in-person, or hybrid. Those are amazing tips. Make sure that you do grab his top 52 trade show tips from his website and learn as much as you can to make that trade show impactful and create that experience that will set you apart 
apart from all the other exhibitors. Thank you so much for all of you listening, wherever you're tuning in from, all of you national and international listeners. I appreciate your continuous support. Please do take a moment to subscribe and leave a five-star review to make this podcast visible to more event professionals like yourself. I welcome your feedback. Please do keep that coming either via email, podcast at trifanevent.com and that is T-R-E-E-F-A-N-E-V-E-N-T-S.com or via the social channels that we are on. One of the newest ones being Instagram for the podcast, Events Demystify Podcast on Instagram. Make sure you find us, you like us, and you share our content to get all of this amazing information that is shared by our featured guests in front of as many event professionals as possible. Have a fantastic rest of your day. Until next time.